but I'm kind of about using idioms in in the English waffle as kind of a focus. I'm still I'm still on the fence really. Welcome to the English waffle. Hello and welcome to the English waffle, a podcast for English language learners who want to improve their listening skills by listening to real conversations. Uh, my name's Owen, and in each episode, Mike and I do a bit of waffling about a particular topic. And this time, it's idioms. Yeah, we have a series of uh, episodes about idioms. Uh, the last one was episode 42, bog standard. Um, and basically, we talk about two idioms. And by talking about them, we hope that um, it clarifies what they mean and how we use them. And we also kind of discuss um, why it's good to learn idioms. And the episode basically consists of um, testing each other um, about the meaning and the origins. Okay, so that's it for now. I'll be back at the end with a bit of analysis and uh, a few comments. In the meantime, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the English Waffle, where we'll talk about random stuff. Take you on a journey where you'll find out soon enough that listening to the waffle is an entertaining way of sharing with you foreigners the things that British people say. Woo! So join us on the waffle and strap yourselves in. For ten whole earth in minutes of English listening. What, what, do, what do you mean by you're on the fence there? <laughs> Thanks for playing along, Mike. Yeah. Um, so basically, I'm kind of undecided about whether it's it's a, a useful focus for us or not. And um, so on the fence is obviously the idiom here. Um, and in, on the face of it, it's quite a simple um, phrase, isn't it? Um, what does it What does it mean, Mike? If I, if you say I'm on the fence, I'm undecided, but when when else would you think about using this? Well, in its literal sense, you you might have uh, kicked a football over your neighbour's fence, for example, and you've gone to gone to get the football, and in doing so, temporarily, you are sat on the fence. <laughs> yeah, rather uncomfortably. Uh, rather I'm, uncomfortably, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, and then and then eventually either you, you you drop down one side of the fence and you uh, get your ball and then you, you go back again. But um, obviously, while you're there, you may be in that situation where you can either go forwards, you can go to one side of the fence, or you can go to the other side of the fence, and you have to make that decision to to, to move, right? Um, so that's obviously not what what I meant before, though, is it? What what, what was I talking about before? I think in so in your example, you were saying that you'd be undecided. You're weighing up the options. Yeah. Uh, you're you're thinking the pros and cons of of using in this case idioms. Talking about idioms, is it going to confuse listeners? Is it going to make it clearer for them? Uh, this is, I think, yeah. what you meant by sitting on the fence. So yeah. waiting, perhaps, for some more. Waiting for listeners to tell us, is it going to be useful yeah. to talk about idioms? Yeah. And then you make a decision. Well, and, and there are two. Well, there are two things that I find really interesting about this. First of all, it, it's used quite a lot. This this idiom, I think, and um, the whole phrase would be "sit on the fence," as you said. But I, I said I'm still on the fence. So I didn't even mention sitting, um, which is quite literal, quite quite descriptive. Um, but what I really like is is the fact that you know it's also really figurative. So we have these. That's the essence of idioms. You can have the literal meaning, but the, of the words. But then, of course, you got 
the figurative meaning, which isn't quite so obvious. Uh, and in this case, it's, you know, you could be talking about your political uh, ideas, for example. You're not sure which political party you're, you're, you agree with. Uh, and in that sense, you're on the fence. And That's right. So any a particular issue, for example, say, do, do you think the age of voting should be lowered in your country? In England, it's 18. Should it be 16? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit. I'm on the fence about that particularly. Yeah. But one of the most interesting things about this is, is that we're almost completely unaware of, of uh, how this can be quite difficult for um, non-proficient speakers to perceive the, 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 the layers of meaning. So uh, if, you're not, if you don't have a very high level English, you may initially think, well, why are they talking about fences? And 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 then only then, if you think about the whole context, you get the idea, OK, yes, political um, decisions. Are they talking about one party or the other? Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I mean, that's what I love about idioms. I think I think they are interesting, but not necessarily those kind of idioms that are, are really obvious idioms uh, like don't count your chickens until they're yeah. hatched, which is kind yeah. of a typical idiom people yeah. people use as yeah. an example. But, um, yeah, well, okay. I don't have any chickens, so <laughs> no worries about that. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to you. Come on to your one now, mate. Um, any ideas when this one, when this idiom comes, where it comes from, or, or when it came into use? So, what immediately springs to mind is is there has to have been a fence at, at, at this point. So <laughs> it can't have been that that far back, because uh, obviously there was a time when fences were not around. So, I don't know. I, I, maybe something to do with farming, or has it, has it got origins in farming? Well, I, I, I think um, the word fence came into the language in, in around in Middle English, the Middle English period, which is kind of like from um, uh, the twelfth century to the to the fifteenth um, century. Um, but it was actually used as an expression like this until kind of the eighteen hundreds. So it's a couple of hundred years old. Right. Um, so there you go, um, on the fence. How about you, mate? Have you got, have you, have you got an go idiom for us today? Yeah, so my brother uh, lives in Africa. He lives in Mozambique. Uh, and we have a WhatsApp family group chat uh, in which he regularly posts rather annoying photos of him sitting by a swimming pool or sitting in a very warm setting when we're really, really cold in the UK. <laughs> and, and, and he looks very happy with himself. Um, and, uh, and I'm delighted that he is happy, of course. But often we will reply to these messages by saying, OK, Toby, don't rub it in. Don't rub it in that mm. you're having such a nice time. Mm. And what do I mean by rubbing something in? Well, it means... Don't make things even. Don't. Mm, uh, well, how would you describe? Well, hold on a minute. Saying, I was don't just make say, things don't, even. Don't I get a chance to, to guess? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, man. I'm. I often do this, listeners. So, as you might have, might have picked up. I often just dictate. So if I was taking it, so if I was taking it literally, then first thing I think about is is some kind of substance. Um, maybe an ointment or some kind of cream that you're applying to your skin, and I would kind of put it on my skin if I, you know, had a 
an injury or something or hurt myself uh, physically and I would rub in this ointment uh, rub the ointment into my skin yeah. um, that's the first thing I think of but obviously so, so in fact this is exactly where the origins of the phrase come from you rub salt into the wounds mm. okay that's the origin origins of rubbing something in because when you had a wound you'd apply salt to the wound and the salt would make it really really sting it might be really really painful now we've shortened the idiom from rubbing salt into the wounds to just to say rubbing it in yeah. meaning you you exaggerate something you make something worse yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good. Yeah. It's a good one that one because uh, it is really. Again, it's something we we use all the time. We use it quite a lot, don't we? We, have, we don't realise how kind of impenetrable it is for people who are not using the English language on a on a day to day basis. It's, right. Can you think? Of, can we think of another example of well, when we might use that one? Um, I mean, any situation where you've you've. I mean, I I can't think about the last time anybody said it to me or anybody did something where I would say when I would respond oh don't rub it in yeah um, yeah we, we'd always use it with the word don't yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's pretty terrible, don't rub it, it yeah. in that's, somebody that's some terrible. somebody falls over and they're 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 they've hurt themselves and then you say I don't know well uh, you laugh at them essentially maybe you, you laugh at them and say, oh, or maybe no that's not quite right is it um, You'll say, oh, and you've got your clothes dirty, or something, I don't know. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're kind of uh, compounding the, 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 the suffering they're already going through, right? Yeah, so I think either it's somebody else who's, who's, who's suffered something and you're making it worse by saying something, or you perhaps want to make somebody, maybe like an Instagram post or a Facebook post where you you put yourself, you show yourself having this amazing time. And then somebody else <laughs> back in, you know, some of your friends are not having such a good time and you're, you're basically rubbing it in, rubbing yeah, it in yeah, to them yeah, that you're having a great look time. Me. Look at me. In the sun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Great. So uh, we, I'm just, I think this is a good, good point to stop to say if you've got any idioms in your language uh, which you'd like to share with us, it would be great, great to hear from you. Um, we'd be really, really curious to know what, what idioms exist in your language. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. All right then, well, let's uh, leave it for today. <laughs> All right, happy waffling. All right, happy waffling. Welcome to the English Waffle. Okay, so there you go, another episode uh, about idioms. We had two uh, in this episode, um, on the fence, um, which basically means if you're, you're on the fence or you're sitting on the fence, uh, you are undecided about something. Uh, you're not sure which way to go uh, and the origin is probably somewhere in the 1800s we think um, not of the word fence but the the, uh, the idiomatic expression um, and then the other one was rub it in uh, it's basically to aggravate uh, or worsen something that's already difficult and that is a really very graphic metaphor um, based on uh, lived experience uh, i'm sure we've all at some point uh, managed to get salt into a wound uh, i don't think we we would typically rub salt into our own wounds but apparently they did used to use it uh, on ships for example um, or to help um, 
uh, to clean wounds, although um, modern science will, of course, tell us that that is a bad idea, given that you can get all sorts of other infections in there. Um, so, yeah, the two, two idioms there, and nice, interesting conversation, lots of uh, things going on in the conversation. I wonder how easy you found it to understand possibly not too bad uh, short conversation mike and i trying i think to be quite uh, clear even though we are uh, trying to be quite clear there are lots of things um, that make this conversation differ to a well-prepared presentation so many features of, of spoken english of conversational english we can point out uh, lots of repetition uh, which actually can be quite a useful thing if you're trying to uh, listen and hear what's going on um, lots of repetition within small revisions so things like this right can you think of, can we think of another example can you think of mike says and then he it doesn't finish his sentence and he, and he says can we think of um, as he changes the the focus of of his suggestion um, and that's quite common all the way through, changing the direction of what we're saying uh, mid-utterance. -utter Interestingly enough, at the time, I didn't notice um, Mike's um, very subtle change there. Maybe he didn't notice either. And it's the kind of thing that, um, if you're not paying attention, uh, or if you don't go back and, and look, on a certain level we pick up on it. But it's quite difficult, it's even more difficult, if... English is an additional language for you because your brain just doesn't have enough processing power to um, take in all of these details. So what we'd like to do, um, uh, instead of going through lots of different features here at the ends of the episodes, the idea is to kind of point out things that you can look at in the transcript. Um, but what we really would like to do, we've mentioned this before, is to create content um, for those people who are really interested in taking it further and to um, really explore how conversations work. Mike and I are doing this ourselves and really it's an opportunity uh, uh, to share what we're doing and what we're discovering. Um, and uh, if you're interested in this, then look out for it uh, in the, uh, on the English Waffle website. Um, going forward, there should be blog posts, there should be articles, uh, and we're aiming to um, uh, put it all together in the end to create a course that you can actually do um, to systematically work through uh, lots of different aspects of the conversations here on the English Waffle. We're going to be talking about all the, the noise that uh, is involved in um, conversations, uh, things like repetition, uh, changing direction, um, the insertion of lots of uh, chunks of language, things like comment clauses, uh, vagueness, uh, fillers, question tags, um, then also other things like uh, talking over each other, interruptions. Um, so I'm not going to say any more uh, on the, the specifics right now. Uh, one last comment, though. I'd just like to uh, uh, speak directly to Mike um, when he listens to this. Um, Mike, it's not... A what's up group okay uh what's up does exist and it's what you say when you when you sometimes you meet your friends and you're saying how's it going but your your group on your phone is a whatsapp group you have a whatsapp group with your family okay so just remember that um get get with it all right okay uh so that's the last thing from today um um just to, to reiterate from the episode that yeah it would be great to hear from you um about 
uh, your take on idioms. What do you think of idioms? Are they useful to you? Uh, have you got any, any interesting idioms uh, in your own languages that you'd like to share with us? Uh, we'd love to hear from you, um, whether it's about idioms uh, related to this episode or anything else. So please get in touch. Um, you can find us on englishwaffle.co.uk um, and there are, uh, the contact page is probably the best place to go to find out how to do that. Okay, that's it for this fortnight. Uh, see you soon. Bye. Welcome to the English Waffle, where we'll talk about random stuff. We'll take you on a journey where you'll find out soon enough that listening to the Waffle is an entertaining way of sharing with you foreigners the things that British people say. Woo! So join us on the Waffle and strap yourselves in. Ten whole earth in minutes of English listening.